Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Upside Down World podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Carlson, and I'm excited to be here finally doing this. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, uh, thank you, first of all. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know time is very valuable, very precious, and and uh, you put a lot of faith in me actually giving you some substance here, so I appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe and share if you enjoyed today's episode, which will be a short one in all likelihood, as it's just the introduction to the series here. I'm recording here in beautiful Fayetteville, North Carolina. Affectionately, I call it Vietnam for all the shootings and dangerous activity that happens here. Uh, that's about all we're known for. <laughs> so that in Fort Bragg which will soon be not Fort Bragg anymore, but never mind that topic. Just, to, just so you know, um, there have been a lot, there's been a lot of time, a lot of effort that has been put into this first episode. Not that it's exceptionally, exceptionally, uh, has exceptional quality, I should say, but I'm just terrible with technology. And if anybody's been following me on social media, you've seen me, very open with the fact I'm really bad with social media. Um, I actually, I recorded the first episode for the first time about two and a half months ago, but audio came in super soft. And then I did it again and I wasn't able to edit it. Now I use like different platforms, right? I, I, I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, and then I did it again on a different platform and audio was splatchy and three more times and here we are. So hopefully this time works. I'm hoping it does, and and I pray that the Lord gives me patience with this because it has been, it's been a journey. No, but um, seriously, thank you all for your patience with this first episode. I know I uh, I talked about doing this last August. I first had the idea, or at least I publicized the idea. Uh, it was probably about this time last year when I thought a podcast would be perfect. It was about this time that podcasts were taking off and. Um, I started to realize I had thoughts that I wanted to come in with, but but beyond that, right? I knew a lot of people. I still know a lot of people who have differing, who maybe other people don't know, but they have great stories. They have a great point of view on stuff. And um, it was back in over time as things went forward, as I uh, you know I was doing my coaching at the time, so I didn't have time to do it. I still coach, but I don't. I don't do it as much and um, I have more time freedom. So once I stopped putting as much emphasis on coaching back in August, I had free time and I started to realize, I think I should start a podcast. I I had told, I had had people tell me I should start one for a while. Uh, I just had never done it. And so I wanted to do it. And um, immediately I bought the website. I, I got everything squared away. But uh, like I said, technology is just not my friend. And so I, I want to shout out the people who just continued to encourage me to get this up and running while I was struggling to stay motivated. I mean, it was, there were times where I was like, is this even worth it? Um, and for some people, by the way, some people who have started podcasts, you're probably listening to this, like, dude, it's not that hard. And to that, I'd say, you're probably right, but I'm serious. I am, I'm Gen Z, but I don't know a thing about technology beyond if I can put it in the, in the search bar. I want to thank Joshua Feedback, uh, Callie Harris, my mother-in-law as well, um, and then my 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 mom as well. Uh, she's asked me about it. I've had I've had other people I know. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. There's more, I'm sure. I know that there's been a lot of people who have mentioned stuff to me, and I thank you for that. 
if if you said something these last few months and I didn't say your name here, I'm sorry. Let me know. I'll shout you out the next podcast if it's that big of a deal. <laughs> but uh, you can come to complain to me about it if you want to, or come and egg my house if you know where I live. So, <laughs> but um, I, I believe I believe this podcast is much needed, and, and that's why I'm here today. A podcast to encourage the believer to stand out in this world and to reach the lost. And the Bible says to come out and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So the Bible says that we're supposed to come out of the world. It says we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world, right? So, you know, while we're here, we're supposed to stand out, be a shining light. And um, I am not the best example of that by any means of the imagination. But this podcast is to encourage myself, remind myself of the things because, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and, and people that we'll have on this podcast. You know, I, I have people in mind right now that we're that will be uh, releasing right at, as the second and third and fourth episodes here. Um, and they have some some stories that make me feel like, wow, how much more could I do? And, you know, that's what I love about the Christian life is it's it's never I found it all I've gotten here. Um, and that's what I've realized a lot of atheists and agnostics are. It's, I know all this stuff. I've found this all out. I've attained a higher level of learning. And to me, I think that is such a prideful way to look at things. And, and you know, not to be unkind, but that's just, that's just how it is. It's very prideful. And I've found that talking to these people, I have myself been encouraged. And I think that there's, there are many people, many people who will be just as encouraged, if not more so by some of these things that these people have to offer. And there are many podcasts out there today, right? I mean, you know, obviously the most popular one, right, is the Joe Rogan podcast. And, and uh, you know, there's tons of other ones. I don't listen to um, to a ton of them. I have a few that I listen to, good Christian podcasts. Um, and then, you know, a few a few just more conservative podcasts and stuff like that. But But with that, I, I don't see any with quite with this message. Now, there are some, there are some, I'm sure. I know there has to be some, right? I'm not the only one. I know that for a fact. But there's not many with this message. And um, the the message, and you may have, you may wonder, like, where did this come from? The podcast is named Upside Down World. Where did it come from? And, and it actually, it comes from Acts 17.6. And uh, to give you a little bit of backstory, to Acts 17, 6. So you have Paul and Silas, they're traveling through, they just left Philippi in the ch previous fact, uh, chapter. You had the, the whole story of uh, the Ethiopian, or not the Ethiopian eunuch, that's Acts 8. You have the Philippian jailer in Acts 16, where he then comes to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and is baptized right there. Um, and he's saved, right? He gets baptized right afterwards. And so as we're coming out of that, they leave Philippi, they're coming to Thessalonica, and as they come through, they start preaching the gospel as they're so prone to do. They were just, by the way, the last chapter, just put in prison, right? We'll talk about that here in a minute, but they were just put in prison in Philippi. They travel to Thessalonica and they're like, we're not going to stop. They keep preaching the gospel. And so much so that um, there were certain, there were certain Jews that believed not. And uh, the Bible says that they were certain lewd fellows of the baser sort that came up and they caused an uproar among the people. And basically what they wanted is they, they went to the house of Jason where, where these disciples were staying and they drew him out and said, uh, 
that well, this is this is the chapter here. This is the verse in, in verse six. It says, and when they found them not trying to find Paul and Silas, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, these that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. And I think to me, I hear that and that's encouraging. That's what I want to be known for as a Christian. I want to be known for turning the world upside down for Christ. And, uh, you know, they, they meant it as a bad thing. They meant it as like, man, these people are turning the world upside down with their doctrine, right? But that's such a good message. That's, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to have. And there's so many Christians today, myself included, for a, for a while, I just wanted to blend in with everybody else. But that's not what the Bible calls us to do. There's a, there's a, there's a Christian rapper who had this lyric years ago. And he said, blend in till I stand out that doesn't work, right? We don't blend in until we stand out. That doesn't happen. You you stand out to stand out. You blend in and you blend in. Nobody's going to question, right? And I, I remember years ago when, when I was a Christian, before I got saved, I, I was I was a quote-unquote Christian, right? I, I, I said I, I went to church. I, I believed the Bible, sort of. Um, I even thought I prayed, you know? But I, I wasn't, you know, before I, before I accepted the gift of salvation, and I started to actually read the Bible for what it says, I had all these misconceptions about what Christianity was. But part of what I was doing was I wasn't living out the word. I wasn't standing out. I was just trying to blend in. I listened to their music just with a Christian tune. I wore their clothes just with a Christian tune. Um, you know, I just acted like they acted. Just, I said, hey, I go to church. And it put a bad name on Christ, in my opinion. Um, and so really what the purpose of this podcast is to do is to stand out. You know, I, I was talking with someone the other day and we were talking about standing out and we were agreeing how easy it is today to stand out among people because, you know, five years ago, even, I mean, that's, I, I got saved about five or six years ago when I first got saved. It, it took a little bit more effort to stand out because there were still a good amount of Christians. I mean, this is five years ago, right? What's happened in the past five years? COVID. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the past five years that's changed Christianity. And, you know, as we were agreeing how easy it was to stand out nowadays, we I, I it was funny. That happened. And then I believe it was just three days later. Three days later, I'm out soul winning with my church uh, this past Saturday, actually, it was. There was this past Saturday. And um, we go, my, my wife and I, we walk up to this door and we knock the door. And if you don't know what soul winning is, it's just door-to-door -door evangelism, right? So it's just you're going up and you're talking to people about Christ. Not like the Jehovah's Witnesses do it. They, they have a different gospel, right? And so do Mormons. But, um, but we preach to them the gospel. We offer them to come to church. And if they're open to discussing, we don't force ourselves, right? Not like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons. They force themselves in the door. Keep keep a foot in the door. Try to keep the door open. That's not what we're trying to do. We understand that Christianity is a religion of the heart. They have to choose it. But anyway, we go up to this door. And right on the front porch, right there, you can picture like a maybe a, a 10 by 5 porch. I mean, it's not very big at all. It's very small. Maybe 10 by 8. A 10 by 8 foot porch. Um, that might be too big actually it was pretty small it was just like a little square porch 
And so we go up to there and there's this gargoyle if you, in on the front porch. And many people don't know what a gargoyle is. It's it's a ancient mythical creature and it's supposed to, you set it on your house to protect your house, right? But most people don't know that, right? Most people just get a lot of these ornaments and they just think, oh, it looks cool or, you know, whatever. But this one was pretty big. And I was like, okay, this should be, this might be interesting. And um, sure enough, you know, most people don't know what it is. This woman, I think she knew what it was, has like a skull on the door. I mean, probably some kind of witchcraft or whatever going on in that house. But she comes out, she takes one look at us. She says, oh, you guys are from the church. Well, let me just let you know, I'm not really interested. And she goes on about a 30 second rant talking about how she says, well, religion, teaching religion to kids and trying to do that as a form of child abuse. And she said, I'm an ordained minister and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I haven't even said hey to you. But you know what she does? She looks at us. She looks at us and she knows we're from church. And, and I think there's a lot of people who want to try to make it more of a let's blend in. And then once we blend in, then we can, you know, show we can show who we are. But the issue with that is it's not like that's going to make them want to change. That's going to make them more comfortable with who they are. And so while she was just so rude, I didn't even say, hey, <laughs> she was so rude to us. But, you know, with, with, with those kinds of people, we always have people who enjoy our presence, who are thankful for us being there, right? And so, but with that, I say that all to say, my wife and I stood out. We're different, right? We, we stand out and, and maybe not always in a great way, right? I'm not here to say that I've always, I've always had it perfect, but my goal is to stand out as much as I can, at least. And so I believe the Great Commission is doable and attainable with the reality of how easy we stand out now. When I was talking to that guy the other day, we were, we were talking about it and he said, he brought up something that I had heard a bunch, right? Um, the stars shine brighter when, when it's dark or some, something along those lines. I can't remember the exact quote. But when it's dark, the, the stars shine brighter or something like that. And I thought, you know, that is that is such a true statement. And uh, I think I just heard it so much that sometimes I tune out some of those kind of cliche things that we say. But it's so true. As the world gets darker and farther from God, we will stand out more. And so preaching the gospel to people will become easier. I, I think of people who have who have uh, my wife and I, we, we invite people over to our house sometimes just for lunch and stuff when they start with work with, with my job. And um, I don't try, I'm not trying to just like provoke them or anything like that, but I guess they'll ask me questions about who I am, what I do about church and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, you know, just from those conversations, they'll be like, man, there's something different about you. Right. And it's not because I'm, I'm blending in. I'm not telling them I like all the things that they like. I'm not, I'm not trying to blend in with them. I'm purpose. I'm just, it's who I am is I'm different from the world. And um, so I say all that to say, I believe that we can change the world. And there are three ways I believe that we can do that. And, and number one, number one is uh, to spend our time as any good uh, preacher does is he has a good illustration. Uh, alliterated three points to, to go through. And so number one is we need to spend our time. We need to spend our time. Um, in, in Romans chapter 10, for instance, there's, there's a, 
the end of a lot of gospel presentations for those of you who give the gospel to people and go out soul winning is Romans 10, 9 and 10 and verse 13, right? That if thou shalt confess with thy Lord, the confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And then verse 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, it doesn't say might be saved. It says they shall be saved. And, but what I think is interesting is we quote that all the time, but right afterwards, it, it brings up something else that I think is very interesting because a lot of times we, we think of evangelism about these kinds of things as let's, let's invite them to church. Let's have them come. Let's have them move when really it's us who should be moving. We should be going out there and doing the work, hard work. Right. And so not that inviting people to church is bad inherently, but that shouldn't be our main form of evangelism because let's look at this. So it just talks about, so it talks about that accepting Christ as savior right there, but then catch how it, how it follows that up. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And uh, that's a quote from Isaiah 52, verse 7. Um, and I think it's so funny how, you know, it, it, there it, it uses these questions. And it's such a, I, I love our Bible because it's so, um, it's so illustrative with its, with its words. And so it says, how shall they preach except they be sent? So in order to be sent, and once you're sent, then you preach. And once you're a preacher, then someone hears. And then once they hear, then they believe. And then when they hear, when they believe, then they call upon the name of the Lord. But then it follows that up with how, sh how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, bring glad tidings of good things. And the reason why it says feet is because that implies that you're going, you're going soul winning, right? I believe that every Christian should be involved in some kind of evangelistic ministry without a shadow of a doubt. I, I believe personally soul winning Organized soul winning is the, I believe it's one of the easiest ways to give the gospel to people. And I believe that's the way that Jesus sent out people. Because if you look in Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, he sent them out two by two, 70 disciples. He sent them out two by two. And he told them to go to, to every to go places, go into, from city to city, preach every creature. And then when you look in Acts I want to say it's chapter five at the end of the chapter after certain disciples are beaten for preaching Christ. Again, the whole book of Acts is just Christians being persecuted. And after they're put in prison, beaten and released, they don't stop. The Bible says that they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. And it says they went from house to house and in the temple daily. They went from house to house. I believe that's the way the disciples were told to do it is door to door evangelism. And I believe that's the way we're commanded to do it today. And so that's the easiest way to do it. Now, there are other ministries, right? Because not everybody can do that. There are people who can't walk for that long. And that's okay. That's why there's stuff like nursing home ministries. And that's why there's stuff like, um, you know, there's I've heard stories of older people who they can just, they stay back at the church and maybe they, they, uh, they put together Bibles, right? There's stuff like that. There's, there's all sorts of stuff for people to do, but I believe everybody should be involved in something. 
I believe that's what the Bible says. Because blessed are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And uh, a lot of people will say, well, that's nice, but maybe, you know, once I have more time, that time will never come. As a coach, when I used to coach, I, I used to talk to people and I, I'd realize if someone really wanted to get fit, they would do it. It's not a lack of time. It's a lack of, if their priorities are different. And so if someone says to me, oh, I'll do it once I have more time, that just tells me that their priorities are different. Now, again, this is different for everybody, right? And, and this could be for some people, they may not have the ability to go out so long. But I believe that every Christian should be involved in some kind of out, out uh, evangelistic ministry, whether it be nursing home, uh, a, a prison ministry, a juvenile detention center ministry, whatever, right? But they should be doing something. And, um, you know, there's, there's a, a lot that needs to be done. It, the Bible says in John chapter four, verse 35, it says, say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. So don't say I'll do it in four months or I'll do it later. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. John 4 35 and there's so many scriptures that that tell us that we should go that we should be doing this stuff right the great commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel right and as for me in my house we will serve the Lord and, and what is the what does the word say it says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth and if you're not ashamed why aren't we going right and that's the first thing is to spend our time I believe we should spend our time to reach the world for Christ and to turn the world upside down for Christ. The second thing, the second way we could do is to spend our money. You know, be someone who gives to missions. And I believe that while we spend our time, we should also spend our money in different things, whether that means that you're spending your money to go on mission trips or, or you're giving to, to have other people. Maybe you're not in a position to do it, but I believe everybody should, should try to give of some some sort right to missions and to and to missionaries and that's generally done through the general tithe at, at church some churches do faith promise giving and you know that's another good thing that you could do to give money but i think that it should never negate spending your time i think some people they they want to give more money because they're not giving their time and i don't think the lord is pleased with only giving your money and saying oh well i'll let all these other people do the work I think the Lord wants us to go out and do the work, but he also wants us to understand like, hey, there's stuff you can do in other places that maybe, um, you know, just here, you soul winning here, right? I'm a soul winner at my church. I go out here, but I, I don't, I'm not able to go all around the world, but my church has missionaries all around, the, all around the world so I can give to them and help them. You see what I mean? And, and I think that's part of what we have to do. And I think of like, we have missions conferences at our church every year. And I think of all the people that come in, all the missionaries who show their, their love and their gratitude for their, for what they have, for what they get from us. And, and sometimes it's as little as like 25, 10 bucks a month. Sometimes that's all they need. Sometimes that's all they need from us. Cause it's so much cheaper to live over there, but see, that's the difference. That's the difference. 25 bucks a month. That's a couple cups of coffee, right? And, and uh, I think that it, by those two things, 
we can do so much. And so I think that by by giving of the abundance of our heart, as the Bible says, and laying by the man in store, talking when the Bible says to on the first day of the week, lay by the man in store, talking about giving on Sundays, you know, giving your tithes. Um, I think that's very important. And, you know, I think of, uh, I had a, my, my father-in-law, he, he's told me about the story a few times and <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher it, but I remember when he told me about the story and it was just so mind blowing to me, right? We, we think we may not have the opportunity to see where our money goes, but in this case, he's, he's over in Germany and he, there's a, there's a church over there that started to reach him. He was already saved for a long time. He started going to this church. Uh, over in Germany while he was uh, with the military, in the military. And as he was in the military, he was uh, at this church and loved this church. And the leader of the church, the missionary, the pastor of the church, had called up some of the men in the church and said, hey, let's have an all-night prayer meeting because there's this unexpected fund that came up, like whatever it was. It was, you know, however much money, a couple hundred, couple hundred bucks or something like that. And uh, might have been like, I think it was around 1500, but I'm not positive on that. Whatever it was. Okay, let's say it was 300. Let's say it was 1500. Whatever it was, it doesn't really matter. Well, they get together and they start praying for this, for this money, because the church isn't going to be able to survive if it doesn't have this. Germany, the government in Germany is very oppressive to, to real biblical Christians. And so they start praying and they say, Lord, we need you. And they do this all night. Well, what they didn't know is at that time, the Lord was using their prayers to have this other church just send a random offering. Hey, they said, look, we don't know what you're going through right now. We don't know what you're going through right now. But our church just did a, did a random love offering, and we want to give this to you. And no joke, it was exactly on the dot, on the dollar, how much they needed to cover this fund. And that was because one prayer works, but two, there were people willing to give. And I think that sometimes we may not hear these stories. And so we may not be encouraged to give, but let's remember that these things go a long way. They go a long way. So that's, num that's number two. The first one was to spend your time. The second is to spend your money. And the third point is to spend your life is to spend your life. And the the point with this is, you know, there are a lot of people that I have, uh, that have, that I know that have lived this. There, I have some people planning to be on the podcast here uh, in this first season of episodes who have lived some of this stuff. And I think giving our life is not for some and not for others. I don't think that's how it is. I think it's for everybody. Now, not everybody may die for the cause of Christ. That's that's sure that that may not happen to everybody, but I think everybody needs to be willing to die. Because if you don't, if you're not, then that's exactly where Satan's going to get you. He'll put you at the brink of death and he'll say just renounce Christ. And then you're like, "Okay, fine, fine, fine. I don't want to die." I think we have to be able to to recognize, hey, there's a greater cause. If that means that I die, I die, right? I think of uh, 
there's a verse that uh, my wife doesn't like me quoting too much, but I'm at, says I'm in a straight betwixt too. For I have a desire, I have a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. But for you, it is needful for me, right? And uh, I think it's so funny because in my heart, that's what I believe. I I would love to go be with Christ, but for the sake of I have people here that I I want to still reach. That's I still need to be here. I have a desire. I have a desire to be with Christ, which is far better than this earth. But I love people here, and so I have a desire to do that. So and and so I think that's where we are. I, I want to quote to you a verse, uh, or I want to read off to you a verse here in in Second Corinthians that Paul wrote. It's in verse twenty here. He talks about all the persecutions he's went through and all the tri- trials he's been through. He says, "For you suffer, if a man being bring you into bondage, if a man devour you." If a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man spite you on the face, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently. In deaths oft, of the Jews receive, five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst and fastings often in cold and nakedness. And this is the Christian life that Paul suffered. In, in America today, we don't suffer from this, right? I, I've said this before, but a, a, a mean Facebook comment isn't persecution, right? We don't suffer from real persecution. And I think once people see real biblical Christianity take shape and they see the persecution that comes, they get scared because we haven't seen persecution as a nation, historically, most people in America have been considered themselves Christian. Today, it's kind of turning where even a lot of Christians, even people who would claim Christ would not hold to the Bible. They would say, oh, well, that's just, you know, we don't need to follow that. So the world already rejects the Bible. And there's more atheists and agnostics today than there ever has been. But among that, on top of that, I should say, Christians are now denouncing the Bible. And so when a Christian stands for the Bible, they stand for right, they're automatically going to stand out, automatically going to stand out. And so our job is not to give in. I believe that through these three points, I believe that if we give our time, if we give our money, and we give our life to Christ, take up our cross daily and follow him, I believe that we can reach the world for Christ. I believe this is attainable in our lifetime. Think about this. Acts 17, 6, they turned the world upside down with no internet, with no cars, with no trains, with no planes, with no Facebook or YouTube, with no phones, with with none of that. By walking and talking in the streets, in the temple, From going house to house, they turn the world upside down. And if they could do it then, I believe we can do it today. 
I don't believe we're any less. Jesus even said that the if you believe John the Baptist, there's not risen a greater man, but the least of him in the kingdom of heaven shall be greater than he. And Jesus even said that there will be greater works that you will do that I have not done. He said that. Why? Because I believe that today we're in a position where we have the ability to turn the world upside down for Christ. We have such little time left, in my opinion. However much time that may be, it could be five years, 10 years, 100 years. I mean, who knows, right? We don't know. We don't know the day or the hour. But however much time we have left, we should use it for Christ. And we should do that. And so that's the, that's the, that's the essence of the podcast is to turn the world upside down for Christ. That's the goal. That's what I want to do. And so I'm going to have people on, I'm going to have guests on who, who may, you may have never heard of before. And that's great, right? My goal is to broaden our scopes, get to know more people. And through getting to know more people, maybe, just maybe we could be encouraged in some areas where maybe we lack. And so We'll have guests on. I'm thinking of some right now, like I like I've told you that are going to be on in this first season of episodes, and I'm looking forward to having them on. I'm really looking forward to having them on. It's going to be an exciting time, and so thank you guys for listening to the intro podcast for the Upside Down World. If you haven't already, like this episode, share it, subscribe, so you can see future podcasts as they're uploaded. Uh, guys, thank you so much, UDW crew. Thank you. And I'll talk to you next time.